Hey everyone, before we get into it, I have to let you in on a bit of an inside joke. In this episode, I'm joined by Connor, aka Small Brained American, as a co-host, and we interviewed our mutual friend Nolan, aka Ceylon Tour. Before recording, in a group chat, Nolan said to me, and I quote, try and cancel me. And well, I took that personally. So enjoy the episode. <laughs> I've looked back over the footage mm. and I was like, actually, like, this guy's kind of fucking weird. And he was very specific. He's like, I want you guys to shower and shave and, like, do your hair and, like, look really nice. That's it was weird. like, yeah, it's it was weird. like some weird, like, pimp shit. Welcome to Two Beers Still Takeoff. My name is Phil, and today this is going to be a bit of a different episode as we have an awesome guest and a guest co host for this episode. In today's episode, we will be talking about some wild shit that happened in Iraq, and I'm fucking pumped about this one. So let's meet our co host. This man is no stranger to the podcast or to freedom. He has more guns than passport stamps. Welcome back to the show, Connor, aka <laughs> Small Brained American. Let's fucking go. Happy to be back, bro. Thanks for having me. What's going on with you, dude? I'm just chilling here at home, man. I've been home for like three weeks, just uh, taking a little breather before the next leg of the journey. Today's guest is a Canadian YouTuber, backpacker, and skateboarder. He was once cast in a Bollywood movie. He's the master of the mystery street juice. We'll get into that a little bit later. And his videos were actually one of my inspirations to visit the Amazon in Peru. Welcome to the show, Nolan. Hell yeah. Ceylon, aka Ceylon Tour, aka yeah. Yeah, Boy Seal. What's going on, dude? Hell yeah, boys. Let's go. What's going on, dude? There's a, a lot to unpack there. I feel like if we, like, don't talk about, like, the Bollywood thing, that's, like, kind of leaving people hanging. I know. What what happened? How, yeah. let's, let's let's jump right into that. I, I want to talk about that Bali. Um, I was in uh, Jaipur in India, and this guy just came to our hospital. I guess he was a recruiter. And he's like, hey, you guys want to be in a Bollywood film, like, an, as an extra? And I'm like, oh, I've got nothing to do. Let's do it. And so, yeah, we went to this set and they were filming for a Netflix series. And I think it's on Canadian Netflix. It's called Mismatched. I mean, oh, like shit. episode six. And it's like this fancy ass restaurant. And dude, they gave me such a weird outfit. It, it was like a red shirt with like a jean jacket. I'm like, I would never wear this. And basically <laughs> like their logic was like, Oh, this is a fancy restaurant. Thus, like white people would um, come and eat here. But, I mean, but, but no, like, I don't know. You're, you're I don't know why you go to like you're wearing a fucking jean jacket, buddy. That's a Canadian tuxedo. Like it, it, that's, <laughs> that's exactly. I put on for my people. Oh, for sure, dude. Um, and uh, yeah, they're like, oh, this is a, a setting like white people would be at. But it's like, dude, you go to like a, a backpacker hostel to get like people who would eat at a fancy restaurant yeah it's just kind of like, funny to me it didn't really add a street up. rat bro just a street rat. <laughs> oh exactly dude like i felt so out of place but like yeah this thing came out on netflix and it was actually like big like the people in it were like pretty like big in in india like you can look it up it's called mismatched on canadian netflix but like i think it popped off other places maybe there's a season two do, do you have like scenes i don't know in it? like but, are, yeah. are, are you like do you have any, any dude lines? I'm, I'm just in the background I'm, I'm just an extra i'm just in the background but you're kind of just like even as an extra you're like what do i do with my hands like <laughs> you're like, if, like oh you know they want you to be talking like socialize like and it's just like but she's talking so like i can't be talking like we are gonna be talking over each other you're literally literally in the background super blurry and you're like tripping over it like this doesn't look good 
Like, do, <laughs> do I do I eat my noodles now? But it's, it's a main it's character all... syndrome, dude. Like, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you're, you're essentially an NPC. Yeah, I looked into it way too much, but I was stoked to be there because like film sets interest me. Like, I took it all in. Like, I, I loved it. How much did they pay you? Like, a hundred rupees or? <laughs> dude, no, it was like it was like thirty bucks. I mean, we were there probably for like eight hours. It was an experience. <laughs> Indian wages, bro. Damn. <laughs> yeah. No, I think got you know. Okay, here's the thing that I thought was weird is like. We had a little break and they brought out like this big buffet and there's like two sections of the buffet. So I went to like where all the good stuff is and then they're like, oh, this is for like cast and crew, like extras and like other people are over there. It was oh. like, they fucking polarized the movie set. And it wasn't even like it was much different. Like, we still had good curries and whatnot. But there was, like, some food that was a little nicer at the other one. I'm like, what is the point of this? It's just like, like you're from the cast the hell out of you, bro. It, it was weird, dude. Yeah, that, that put me in my place. Fuck, dude. <laughs> you eat on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, dude, there was no mystery juice there, and it, I was bummed. I was ready to fucking leave. That's that, that was that's a cool experience to have, though. Um, I just want to transition to this that's happening recently in the news. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but have, are you guys seeing what's going on in Mexico with the Sinaloa cartel? Yeah. And, dude, oh, I heard shit, that, like, like the air raids and stuff. It's basically mm-hmm. that the, right. the Mexican government kidnapped, or didn't kidnap, they arrested the... Uh, uh, I think it's El Chapo's son, and yeah, because of that, they've just been going off, and it's basically like all-out war down there. Based on what I'm seeing on the news, but it's it's yeah. crazy. Like the next narco season's gonna be wild. <laughs> I I was like I was listening to the the radio and like they're like oh you know me and Connor fucking have these conversations all the time they're just like avoid all essential or unessential travels to Mexico like blah 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 I'm like dude it's like happening in like Sinaloa like or like Mazatlan like places like really tourists don't go and I'm just like I was listening to just the people on the news and they're like tripping them out out about it like talking about Mexico while it's the wild wild west and then I'm like Dude, I can bring up like literally like 10 homies who are there right now who are just like chilling on a beach, like living their best life. It's not, it's not like Mexico is a huge country. It's like if there was like a hailstorm in Halifax and people in Vancouver were like, whoa, holy shit, buckle down the hatches. Yeah. I mean, the only issue is that it's not hail, it's, it's fucking like bullets and. That's maybe why people are taking yeah. it a bit extreme, but it's still something fucking crazy. If you haven't seen it, fucking go check it out. It's fucking crazy. Uh, but listen, Seal, yeah, I, I want to I want to talk about you a little bit. Let's let's get into how did how'd you start traveling, dude? How'd you how'd you begin this little journey? Um, I was like in university for like the longest time, just like had ben Wilder pent up energy to go travel. Like I was probably like five years in university, and I studied geography, so I was learning a lot about the world yet the only world I knew was Ottawa Ontario <laughs> so uh <laughs> eventually like once I got out um I booked a trip to uh India like a, a solo trip and that, that was, was like, your first my, trip? my first yeah you know, I was shit. just like I, I really want to send it if you will yeah. um right away and so it, it was cool I was like it's still like probably the most memorable trip I have like my one of my best travel experiences ever um it, it was quite different from like my trips nowadays because I think now like I travel 
quite slow. Like I'm working at the same time. Um, I'm shooting a lot of videos. I kind of like to be grounded, but India, I was just like, go, go, go. Like literally every morning on a new train, going to a new city. And like, I think it was cool. Like I was, I was staying in hostels less, I'd say. Cause like, I, don't, I didn't know what the fuck to do to meet friends or whatever. Um, but at the same time, I just wanted to experience everything. So it's like, I got that a little bit of that hostel life, but at the same time, it was just like, it was cool to learn how to like be alone, do things for myself, just like meet local people. And that's like kind of like the travel I do nowadays is like kind of remote, kind of places people don't go. So like, dude, yeah, every day was just sending it to a new location. I know India is a huge country, but somehow in two months, like covered a decent amount of it, but yeah. still didn't even scratch the surface. Yeah. It's still like one of the most memorable trips. And it's, I mean, it's a great place to kind of get your, your, your bearings for traveling. Like you're kind of forced into 100%. learning what you need to learn very quickly. It's not like you're going to a place that's maybe a bit more sheltered to a lot of the dangers of, of traveling. Like, you know, if you, you started in Europe yeah. or something, you, you maybe take a bit more time to yeah. learn some of the stuff based on how similar it is to it, your day to day now. Right. Exactly. And, and the thing about like traveling, like kind of like maybe you're, well, India is a backpacking route, but I didn't necessarily take like this banana pancake trail. Like I kind of just made my own little route. And the thing about like doing that is that like, like you said, you're on your own. You got to learn how to like basically book all your stuff, get around, be able to get transportation. So like now whenever I'm with a crew and we're just going around, like I don't even ask questions. I'm just like, okay, like I'm just along for the ride, book it and let's go, you know? Yeah. But whenever I'm alone, you got to do all that stuff for you. So I just, I take advantage whenever I'm with the crew. Yeah. yeah. I would say like India is a pretty intense place to go like the first time. Cause I mean, even, mm -hmm. you know, I, that was the last place I went, India and uh, Pakistan. And like, even now I have like, I would say pretty significant like travel chops. But even then I was like, like Jesus Christ, like the scams and like the weather mm -hmm. and the pollution and the just diarrhea. like the attitude of the people. It's just a lot, dude, you know? So. Yeah. You gotta be sharp. You gotta be sharp sometimes there. Like, um, same, like I just got back from Bangladesh and it's like, especially in Dhaka, just walking through the streets. It's just like in Ottawa, you can tune out, you know, you just walk down the street and tune out. But like, there's just like, there's so much coming at you. Like I just put a video out on TikTok and this guy's like, well, watch out. It's dangerous here. And like, I don't think he was talking about like the people or anything. He's just like, just the fact there's, there's all these like rickshaws coming each way. And like, they come inches from each other. So like, you, you got to be sharp, especially in the cities there. Like things are uh, coming from every single way. Yeah, you might yeah, get dude. Little bumps and bruises if you're not looking out. Yeah. Uh, so, so Seal, I, I want to talk on, talk about Bangladesh. I want to talk about that a little bit later, but I want to kind of get people to know you a bit better, like in terms of how you started to uh, in your, into becoming a YouTuber. So, what inspired you to start documenting mm -hmm. your adventures on YouTube? Um, dude, yeah, it was probably the same as you, Connor. Was it like bald and Harold? <laughs> like a, a lot um, of people. Yeah. Well, I was like stuck at home during the pandemic, and bald just showed yeah. up in my uh, suggested, and yeah, that's where I kind. Yeah, I think for a lot, of, a lot of people, it was like, okay, like pre-2018 on YouTube, it was like a lot of like lifestyle, like not to name any names, but it's a good example. And I think he has dope content, but like Lost LeBlanc, it's just like, mm. oh, let's go to this nice resort with my like beautiful girlfriend and get served like a five course meal. And like, dude, if that's what you're into, like all the power to you. But like on YouTube, like that seemed like it was the whole landscape and you never really saw people just like... Kind of just like, oh, I'm, I'm in the streets. I'm just going to walk around and see what the heck I can find, you know? And then, like, 
bald and Harold like Harold came along and it was like discovering sliced bread. And it's like, dude, this dude just turned his camera on and would walk through like Dharavi, like the biggest slum in the world in India, like looking to find beer or some shit. I'm like, this is <laughs> such a ridiculous guy. concept. Um, it, it's very simple. And like this dude's getting millions of views. And I'm like, I don't want to like go to no like sky bar in Bangkok, Thailand and show off all these like nice little cocktails I'm getting. I want to do that. Like that's like the kind of shit, like I want adventure and that's the real seems, shit. Like, true adventure. So like, but I think a lot of people like, and like no, no shame, like jumped on that kind of bandwagon, like a couple years later. And that's why I think like the, the market's hell oversaturated. So like, if you want to do something, you got to do something super unique. Like even going to Pakistan now isn't unique. Like there's, <laughs> no offense, Connor. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's just like so many vlogs you see from there. Even Afghanistan, dude. So many vlogs you see coming out of Afghanistan. So it's like, dude, like the there's a lot of people trying to do kind of trying to imitate Bald and Harold. And like, I have no shame. I got inspired by them, but at the same time, like I'm trying to put my own kind of style, my own kind of swing on it. So like, definitely those were the two that that got me into YouTube. But like even after starting, you just realize like, hey, you get so much opportunity just by being a creator, you know, like, I just got back on TikTok, like I was banned from TikTok for a while. And really, the only reason I got back on was like, I just want connections, you know, like TikTok was such a good way for me to make connections, like they don't pay me at all. And like, I had a lot of views, a lot of followers didn't get any money compared to like YouTube pays me. But it's like, I just I just want to meet people and it was a good space for that. So yeah, yeah dude, yeah, now we met. Like, didn't we meet on TikTok? We met on TikTok, buddy. Aww. Oh, I, I think I, I saw your shit first. I think I saw maybe it was like your your Airbnb in Columbia video, and then I saw the oh. one. Yeah. No, I thought I think I saw your like I think you made a video for like Hostel World. It was like check out my five dollar hostel a night in the jungle or some shit. I think I found oh, you, dude. This is adorable. Wow. We're reminiscing <laughs> our origin boys. Uh, yeah no no i think we were fanboys of each other and like i think we noticed like okay like at least tiktok wise like we're doing something that like not many people are doing like i think youtube it's like kind of oversaturated but as far as like taking that style and then like bringing it to youtube like yeah me and connor are definitely pioneers of that like you don't see too many people like making the style of videos we make so like kudos to us on yeah, that yeah and that's that's why i reached out to people <laughs> like you exactly yeah, exactly. So, I would say on TikTok, it's very like like curated, kind of like what mm. YouTube used to be. It's very much exactly. like Mr. It's Beast like, style type shit. Oh, for for sure, it's it's definitely like TikTok travel right now is very lifestyley, like and where like YouTube now has kind of like gotten to like more of like a raw kind of like just go out, explore, find adventure. Where it's just like yeah. TikTok is just like here are the five best places I saw in Mexico. Like Number one, Puerto bro. Puerto Escondido. Like I mean, like, I, it's not the kind of style like I'm gonna make, but like I mean, you're you're it's uh, impactful and there's a lot of information there. So like, kudos to you if you make that content. But I just wanted to make something different and like, yeah, I think me and Connor are making cool stuff on yeah. there. Uh, Seal, how many how yeah. many TikTok followers did you have before it got taken down? Uh, eighty six thousand. Yeah, and eighty six thousand. That's crazy, man. And uh, I mean, like your your yeah. TikTok was recently like taken down for people that don't know because of a video of you defending Kanye's comments. Uh, can you justify your position? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't just that. I I was also like posting videos with Andrew Tate and oh. um. 
<laughs> yeah. Also, I ro- I roll with Jordan Peterson, so it, it was a mix nice, of a, a lot of things. Canadian yeah, dude, cousin. It, it, it <laughs> yeah. was it was getting pretty his uncle, red pill on there. The the fucking liberal media shut me down. Let's just say that. Yeah, bro. You yeah. and Sneeko had that collab, and then they pulled the plug, dude. Yeah, and and Seal. Yeah, exactly. Funny, funny enough, he, he was just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and, and Seal, I, I just I guess speak of the devil, but. So I went over to your to your Insta page and I just looked at the people that you follow and I just noticed that you follow a yep. lot of uh, Andrew Tate fan accounts and one that was actually really disturbing <laughs> called and I quote Kill Greta Thunberg. Can you expand on why you support the top G? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, I was actually like wa- wanted to come out up here like to talk about the top G. Um, dude, okay, you know you know what's really funny is like. Um, dude, there's this video of him talking about like how he went to Jamaica and Jamaica is like the most dangerous place in the world. And like, I'll never go back cause you'll die. And basically like, dude, he just like got in some random dude's cab and like he brought him to this party and he got to this party and he's like, Oh, these guys are scary. So he like, he went and like, he just stood in the corner, like twiddling his thumbs. Um, dude, I think he like, dude, the number one rule is like when you're in a situation like that and like, I definitely Connor knows about this is like, you got to adapt. Like if you're feeling uncomfortable, don't, don't show fear, you know, be big, <laughs> be bigger than fear. Um, but if you show fear, then you're just going to get taken advantage of like, dude, there's many times in, in Jamaica. Like, I mean, you could see it in my one video where we went and we, we, shot pigeons and then we went to the sports bar and like there's this kid like coming up to the bar he's like yo where's my fucking lighter like i'll fucking cap you or some shit like that it's just like you gotta adapt like you you just gotta be like hey man like you want to drink some rum like dude i was buying rum for these guys like we were drinking beers just like imagine i just went to the corner and like twiddled my thumbs like andrew tate like dude that is definitely like asking like fuck this kid let's fucking run him for his shit but it's a different tone when it's just like this guy rolls up and it's like, hey, you guys want a beer? Like, what's your name? My name's Nolan. I'm from Canada, blah, blah, blah. But when you show up there and you're going to do nothing, it's just like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm not saying Jamaica's dangerous or anything, but like that guy needed to adapt, you know? Like, yeah. dude, roll up to that place and like start shooting the shit with people, offer them some rum, like start kicking it. Like, dude, don't, like that was the least top G shit you could have did. It, so like, exactly. I, don't, I don't know, like don't, don't, don't claim like you're a top G whenever like you got scared by some people like talking loud and went over to the corner and like just yeah you, you didn't S- sounds you didn't like he's adapt. a lot tougher while, while when he's recording eh, than in person 110 percent, dude yeah but anyways yeah. So it's, Seal, just, we, it's just a gimmick just just i guess on the topic of adaptability uh i was recently watching one of your videos in bangladesh and uh yeah it, it was crazy because in, in the video you see there's like 30 people all around you while you're vlogging they're just in awe they can't believe that you know there's like a white person in bangladesh and uh so you boldly mm-hmm. decided in your future videos to go blackface for the rest of the series in bangladesh so that you could in your words blend in with the people uh did you get any backlash from your actions <laughs> those videos those videos haven't came out yet man it's uh, Patreon only, bro. I've, 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 st- I've still been, I've still been sitting on them, dude. Um, but it was, it was much, it was much easier to like um, get on my like tourist vibes, where like I could just like walk around and like not have like much attention. But dude, that's the thing. It's just, just like 
I would walk around there and I, I'm not saying like I didn't like this, but it was like literally every like mm, 10 seconds. There's there's a video, my next video I'm about to put out is really apparent in this because it was the World Cup and I had a Brazil jersey on yeah. and it was like, go Brazil! I'm like, yeah! And then like literally just stop shaking that cat, start to walk down the street like two seconds, Brazil! And like, dude, literally every single person, I'm shaking their hand saying what's up. I'm like, it, I, I was loving it. Like, I think that's amazing. Like, I just love meeting people and whatnot. Like, even if it's the same conversation, what's your name, where you're from? Like, I think that's still so cool. But it was like every second I was shaking someone's yeah. hand saying it's what's nice up. And like, I am, I'm not going to get anywhere today. Like, this is, this is my day. And I just accepted it. And that, that's literally the video. It's just me going around with a Brazil jersey <laughs> on. It's just like, either you support Brazil there or you support Argentina. So, like, I basically polarized this whole nation. I feel like that's cool. Like the first like 10 interactions, it's like novel, it's new, it's fun. Yeah. It's But then like, for example, like that happened in Iraq. Like I had one day, the day after we met Ahmed and we just were feeling weird. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and just like go about my day mm -hmm. and like get some food and just like try mm -hmm. to have a casual low-key day and it was impossible like i left the house and every three seconds i was shaking someone's hand where are you from blah 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 mm -hmm. just like there's dude if you were like imagine if you're like a diplomat or something like living i was in just Iraq, gonna say that like an you'd, you'd have, day experience honestly, you'd have to be a fucking dickhead like ju just to go through <laughs> your every day is like a diplomat you just have to be like a fucking asshole and just like either walk with headphones in or just like keep walking because it's just like dude you're yeah. getting stopped every five seconds to be like hey what's up and that's dope as a tourist but like there's definitely people like there's definitely like diplomats who live in bangladesh who like would walk down the street and probably just be like hey hey bro it's like dude I, I live here like this is my home yeah like well dude like, remember that day in iraq when we went to that shrine and those kids were like fully attacking us i don't know what they did to you but like they were pulling me like they were like pulling yeah. me to the ground and like sticking their hands in my pockets and stuff you're and, like, you're getting Jesus. it worse the the fuck you america yeah. kids oh shit <laughs> that's payback i guess huh yeah. dude yeah uh, that was that was funny <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so boys, yeah. before we, we continue on to uh, Q&A to get to know uh, Nolan a bit better, I want to do a little bit of a, a segment here where Connor gives the pros and cons of traveling with you, Boise. Oh, holy fuck. Ah, <laughs> the same. The pro... <laughs> Uh, I feel like Nolan uh, like has a very uh, vigorous work ethic. Like he's like always editing shit. I will say he's like an internet kid. He's like always on TikTok and like scrolling. An iPad kid. <laughs> yeah, an iPad kid. Uh, Candy Crush. So that's cool. No, I definitely like worked a lot more when I was around Nolan for sure. I've I've gotten kind of lazy today, but I thought you were yeah. like editing more than me. Honestly, like you, yeah, were, I you was right. I thought the same of you, buddy. Oh, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> I could kiss you right now. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. And I will say the con is I was going back in some of my videos, like there was one video that was like kind of serious. I'm sitting down with this guy, Ali, and we have like some serious talks about like him growing up during the war and like his trauma and stuff like that. You know, seeing his friends die. It was like pretty heavy shit. And there was a few times where like, you know, we're having a serious conversation, right? We're like kind of talking low and like, you know, and then Nolan's just like loud as fuck in the background. <laughs> like, he just talks so loud. He's like, oh yeah, I have this video idea. Like we can blah, 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 blah. And Ali's yeah, like I saw my friend's head explode. And he's like, yeah, like they'd be cool, but it's not on brand for me. And like, <laughs> like, like having a side conversation Whoopsies. in the background. <laughs> sorry, buddy. I'm sorry I fucked up your investigation. Uh... <laughs> We got a noise reduction yeah, good video. background vid. It, it's already out. Check it out on uh, Small Brain American YouTube channel. 
<laughs> I thought I was Thank a good journalist know. there, though. To be fair. Yeah, no, no, it was it was solid. It was solid. Like I feel like we were like all, like on the same page, like asking him like nice deep questions and everything. But then you would like have an aside with someone next to you, and you're like, ha ha ha! Like I love Iraq. Dude, or, I don't know. You just like shout something random. <laughs> I, I I did I did not realize. And my apologies, buddy. Nolan, are you just gonna take that from a guy <laughs> with, a, funny, with a ponytail? <laughs> I, oh, dude, I've got a lot in the chamber. I, I yeah. What, what are your pros and cons for Connor? Dude, the, the reason, well, I don't want to give too much away, but the reason we're telling the story today is basically because of Connor. Like, I was, <laughs> I was keen to bear. <laughs> like, like, whenever, whenever we say, like, small-brained American, like, like, so he brain. is on fucking brand. Like, dude, he, like, anyone rolls up in any country with a car and they're like, get in. He's like, yeah, sure. Let me get in. <laughs> Everybody loves yeah, America. I think, I think it was after that mosque, that, after that mosque video, we like, it was like the next day or the next video, like we met another guy and he's like, yeah, like come, sh- come with me. I'll show you around the city. And we like followed him down a dark alley. And I was like, damn, I have PTSD from this shit, but we're just, we're still doing this. And I turned it on. I was like, are you cool with this, bro? And he's like, yeah, I guess so, man. Like, fuck. <laughs> no, people in Iraq are like the nicest, kindest people. And like, as far as people go, there's, there's not really any real danger, but we like met the probably the most sus guy in Iraq. <laughs> but for, pe- for people that. under uh, or um, over twenty, yeah. sus is suspect. I've I've learned your oh, dictionary sure. is your friend. Let's get into the Q and A. Q and A. So welcome to Q and A. This is just a segment so people can get to know you a bit better, Nolan. So first question: hot or cold? Uh, hot, but cold. Cold has its moments. Fair enough. In the cold right now. Beach or mountain? Uh, mountains. Bus or train? Train. Um, it depends. Like chicken bus in like Central America, like those old broken down school buses that they just ship to Central America, where like they load up with like people with like chickens on it. Like that's a vibe. But then if you're like in India or Bangladesh, definitely train. I actually rode on top of a train like a couple weeks ago in Bangladesh. It was the best moment of my life. I can die happy. On on top of the train. You're on top of the train? Dude, I literally almost died, dude. There was like fucking (laughs) wires and shit. Like I'm literally scared to look back on the footage because I'm telling you, like I literally just ducked from a wire. Could have been beheaded, bro. <laughs> oh no, straight up. Like I was, I was, be- I was on my iPad, kid. Shit, I was like fucking <laughs> looking at my phone. I was like, well, I've filmed enough. Let me go on TikTok. Like on <laughs> what? On top of a moving train. List moment. No, I, I think it was like I wanted to look at the photos I took, but then like literally homie screamed at me and there was a cord that was like crazy low, like low enough that you had to like get on your back on the top of the train. Get to like oh. fucking like, Matrix that shit. I haven't looked at the footage, like, but like, I'm just kind of just like, yeah, I almost died. I almost got decapitated. Let me just not think of that. Holy fuck, bud. That sounds safe. <laughs> yeah, buddy. It was... It was were, a real were fucking you wearing seatbelt? Cats or dogs? No, fuck, dude. Seatbelts won't help you up there. You got to be strapped down to the top, laying down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're on your like like Mission Impossible shit on the top of a train. I feel like you're like like ducking under tunnels and like jumping over wires and like having yeah, yeah no, it's like it's like <laughs> literally like Subway Surfer, basically. Like uh, you're avoiding branches and shit. Like jumping over to the next train beside you. Um, all, all the nine. Why get all the coins? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so you can Jesus get some beef biryani. Do people do it like for fun, or is it just like, is it like just? Oh too hell yeah! To... It's it's like I mean traditionally it's like dude the trains get so packed for like um, pilgrimages that like they'll just pack them up on top. But like dude, there's like nine year olds up there just like ah oh, I'm just out having fun, you know? Just just wow. yeah, the kids will do it for fun. And some of the kids I met on there were on their way to university, and they're like, yeah, we do this every day. We ain't buying no fucking ticket. Like damn. That's pretty good. That's insane, dude. Yeah, dude. Cats yep. or dogs? Yeah. Um, uh, let's just go dogs. Cats are bitches. Good answer. Top or bottom? What? You love cats. I saw you pick up so many cats on our trip, dude. Yeah, cats are cats are dope, but they don't actually love you back. The that's, thing is, like, that's true. They just manipulate humans to survive. It's survivalist. That's what dogs funny. actually fuck fuck with you. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dogs are the homies. Mm-hmm. Top or bottom bunk? Bottom bunk. That's fucking psychopath energy if you're going to say top. Single room, dog. Fuck it. I make bread. <laughs> top G. <laughs> top fucking G, dude. <laughs> What's your favorite skateboarder? Or who is your favorite skateboarder? I'm French. Who's my favorite skateboarder? Um, fucking Tony Hawk. Ever play those video games? Thug, baby. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Maybe like uh, Mark Suchu. He's dope. Nice. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Whoo! Um, this is a good one. Oh, you should have you should have gave me these questions beforehand, buddy. These are because... these episodes are edited, so you just take your time, buddy. <laughs> uh, you have a counter on yeah, on the number of times we say buddy on this episode yet, or buddy? Uh, buddy. Editor, yeah. put that in <laughs> buddy counter. <laughs> Can I talk to your editor for um, You know what? Yeah. Give her work. I'd say... <laughs> Shout out Irish Dave. I don't want to say anything like crazy, crazy fucking outlandish like time traveler or any shit, but... Uh, you know what? It would be really cool. Like, I guess you could just do this on your phone nowadays. But no, you know what? You would get really into good, deep conversations if you could just like speak every single language. I know you don't need necessarily a superpower to do that. There's that guy on YouTube that rolls up to the Chinese neighborhoods and starts speaking Mandarin, and they're like, "Oh my god!" But like, <laughs> just to just to fucking not be on Duolingo every day of your life. Like, dude, if you could speak like every language, like the the math, the the power of communication that'd be really cool you could finesse your way into the coolest of situations because like think like there's like uh languages and indigenous tribes in papua new guinea where like they they only speak that language some 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 knowledge exactly i feel like dude that's like the ultimate like if you want to be like the ultimate adventure traveler like that's the ultimate superpower to have like you could literally like scale every inch of this globe just like accumulating knowledge and just like die like being like a prophet (laughs) knowing all this crazy shit yeah that's 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 the superpower thanks buddy thanks buddy If you could have a beer with one person from history, dead or alive, who would it be, buddy? Um, Andrew Tate. <laughs> <laughs> no. Free um, the top G. Oh, boys. Yeah, free the top G. Um, Do we have an episode name? Holy is that, shit. Is that it? Free the top G. Um, it would be like a place in time. Um, fuck, dude. Oh, I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> oh, we were trying. I was thinking. I was thinking about this. I don't know if she would drink beer. I don't know. I feel like they did fucking Pocahontas dirt dirty. You know, like 
<laughs> like they made a bunch of movies about her, about how like this fucking gorgeous white blonde man came over and like wifed her up or some shit. But like that's not the true Pocahontas story. And like you know, like fuck Disney for that shit. Um, I don't know. I, I would I would want to have a beer with Pocahontas and just ask her like what what it was. Yeah, just get get down to the bottom of the truth. Some investigative journalism and also just like dude, I, I'm really inspired by indigenous culture, indigenous knowledge and like i just want to know what it was like like living in north america like before um whitey came over you know yeah fucked it all up yeah uh, that would be a hell of a uh yeah that'd be a pod that'd be a podcast huh you imagine having a conversation with her and being like listen in the future you're going to be in an animated movie (laughs) yeah she'd be like what is like and and you're gonna and you're gonna talk with animals and your grandma is gonna be a tree Like, I feel like that would be a sick uh, travel vlog. Like, there's a you know, there's like geographical travel, like what we Mm -hmm. like travel. Dude, imagine time travel vlogs. Okay, imagine if like, hey, technology was still like as primitive as it was in like the 1700s, but people could vlog. Like, imagine like Christopher (laughs) Columbus like rolling up to the new land, like. Yo, this shit is lit, dog. Like, check yeah. it out. Whoa. But I don't what even think that, that they would vlog because so much of your time was oh. spent, like, making sure you survived winter and making sure there was <laughs> enough firewood so that, you know what I mean? But, there was, they, they were just so much busier that's true, than true, but you. they need, dude. No, they, they, they Columbus need one guy to plug the Patreon. They'd yeah, not, I'm <laughs> saying, bro. If Christopher Columbus had a Patreon, he wouldn't need, like, to go to the, the Spanish crown and ask for money. He'd just be like, hey, guys, like, I'm trying to do this trip. Like, the authoritarians are pushing me down. I just sold one yeah, of my no, ships. Patreon. Get off the Matrix. They they needed to make propaganda somehow. Couldn't afford the rest of my trip, so I sold my ship. Exactly. <laughs> right. All right. Like I did with my fucking motorcycle. Yeah, that's, uh, you, you got it. What's something you never travel without? <laughs> uh, I'd like to say my skateboard, but I did not bring it to Iraq. But yeah, fuck it, the skateboard. Let's go. What is your yeah, favorite baby. world attraction? Oh, you know what was lit is the the volcano in Guatemala, um, the one that's always erupt- erupting, Acatenango. Well, it's called Volcán de Fuego, but you climb a uh, volcan Acatenango, and then you just watch this big bad boy just erupting all night long. It's it's such a sight to see. It's like it, it's like nothing you'd ever think you could see in your life. Like, I think I started living my life like to the fullest after I saw a volcano erupt for the first time. <laughs> Nice. Which country has the best cuisine? Dude, you know what's funny? Okay, not to get on a tangent here, but like I posted that top 100 list of like uh, ranked countries. And I actually like just was so pissed off like about just this list. Like Iraq wasn't even on the top 100. Things it's probably like lesser known, super, right? Yeah, exactly. It was just a fucking popularity contest, dude. Like it had nothing to do with like the actual taste. It was just it was just exposure and popularity. So like no wonder like Italy number one, cubs and cheese. Like obviously that's gonna be Dude, but also yeah. Fucking England on that list. I don't know who released it, but I saw it they on Cubity's Instagram. But England was above Thailand. Dude. Yeah, one above Thailand makes no fucking sense. Like, well, fucking guys, bangers and match over, like, boys, yeah. hot but boys, boys, you, you can't forget, though, that, like, you know, you have spice and, you know, all these ex- adventurous fruits and, and things here on this mm. side. But on the other oh. side, you have boiled food. That's, I think that's better. No? Boiled food? Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're tripping. They have good meat pies. Good meat 
pies. I'll give him that. Oh, pretty pies are it. sick. Shout out, shout out to Greg's. Dude, this li- this list is a oh, whole podcast oh. for itself. Like I could go on about it. Um, let's just go with Vietnam. Vietnam. Viet- Vietnamese food is pretty based. What is mm. your biggest travel pet peeve? <laughs> I think I think people people who like plan too much or like stick too much to an itinerary and are just like we need to go here at this time to see this temple and they know all the history about it and just like dude just be along for the ride like i get some people want to be like it feels more secure that way but it's like most of the cool shit i've done in my life has just been on a whim it's been very spontaneous but i mean i get it if you have like a week or two but like i would just say like just loosen up a bit i'd say yeah don't plan a plan a little less if that's if that's a pet peeve if that makes sense tell me your best travel hack Oh my god, but I'm not the one you should trust. That's the thing. Uh, like we're 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 about to tell a story of like trusting the wrong guy in fucking Iraq. Like do not take me nor Connor's advice. <laughs> um the the best the best travel hack is is probably if you're going somewhere where they don't speak much English. I know this is very basic, but dude, learn the language and actually like try to have conversations. Don't just be like, taco de pastor, por favor. Like, like I'll actually, have a Big Mac. Like, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, actually, like, talk to the locals and see if they could maybe, like, open your eyes to some kind of new experience, you know? Um, even if there's, like, a language barrier. Like, I think me and Connor know, like, dude, Connor probably has better Spanish than me, but, like, just by talking to people like we we've had some really cool cool uh, experiences in Latin America like this one time in Cartagena I went to a quinceañera which was oh, like nice. really dope and that was just cuz like I started talking to some locals and they just brought us to their neighborhood quinceañera and it was lit so yeah I would say I would say when you're in like a like a region of the world like Latin America that all speak Spanish I think it's easier to like pop from one country to another especially like what you were doing like you went from I don't know like what your itinerary was but and you were in Latin America for a while right you went to like Mexico mm-hmm. Central America South America but I would say like for example the trip I'm on I went from like Eastern Europe to Turkey to Iraq Pakistan it's like I don't have time to like learn all these languages like no offense to the local culture oh yeah no no totally like Shukran. dude we experienced that in Iraq like we just not anybody <laughs> Yeah, Shukran oh, Habibi. Like, dude, I was actually kind of tripping at that one point. Like, we got it was once and twice in a day. Like, the police were like took our passports and shit and just like had us there. And like, we were we were kind of tripping because like there was such a language barrier. So like, people were driving and walking by. I'm like, hey, can you help us? Like, these guys have like had us like stop here for like a long time, and we don't know what's going on. We're literally supposed to leave either that night. Yeah, we think we were leaving that yeah, night. That was and, the like, last day. And we're like, yeah, we need to get out of here. Like. Can, can you help us sort this? Like, bro, we're just trying to leave. Yeah, that was fucking scary, dude. It was weird. Yeah, like, we had no problems the whole time. And then the last day, we get stopped twice, like, within 20 minutes of each other. They didn't seem stoked. Uh, no, they, they were not. They were, everyone was so welcoming, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here, infidel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, and the thing was, like, we ended up figure, finding, like, one person that could translate for us. And, dude, we had, like, the visa and everything. It was perfect. Like, all the dates lined up. Like, we were supposed to be there legally, right? But the, I don't think the police could read the visa. Like, I just don't think they're used to looking at tourist visas because, like, they yeah. just – they were confused. They're, like – they're reading the wrong thing, and they thought we, like, overstayed or something. But but we couldn't fucking 100%. tell them because yeah. they didn't speak a word of, of Arabic. 
look, it's not like you could learn Arabic in that amount of time, but I think, like, the best case is, like, Spanish, because, like, not many people in Latin America speak English, and every single country you go to is going to speak Spanish, so, like, that's that's a good tip, yeah, is, like, really I think learning a decent amount of Spanish, not just to get by, but also to, like, have very enlightened experiences, if you will. What is the most underrated country? Iraq. Okay, next. <laughs> or Bangladesh. Like, I know we're going to talk about Iraq, but, like, yeah, Bangladesh was really dope, too, because it was, like, it was like India, but they don't experience any tourists. So I, I think a lot of people complain in India because, like, there is a lot of scams. Um, but I think when you go to Bangladesh, they, they definitely treat you, like, more fairly. And it's not like, uh, oh, I'm nice to you because I want you to, like, come in my shop and buy elephant pants. Like, I'm nice to you because, like, <laughs> I'm really great grateful that, like, you, you chose to come to our country because, like, not too many people come here. So, yeah. And, I, I, dude, I think, dude, Bangladesh has so much cool shit to offer. It's super safe, too. Like, no one's going to fuck with you there. Like definitely a very safe country everyone's super nice there's a there's a lot of english it's freaking gorgeous there's a lot of cool experience to have amazing culture i it, it surprised me that not many people travel there that actually reminds me of uh of pakistan in a way like mm -hmm. it was like india but like way less scammy and I, you know they mm -hmm. were the same country like up until i don't know however like the 70s, 70s i think like east east pakistan mm -hmm. west pakistan but, yeah. Um, yeah, I felt like the people in Pakistan were, like, much more hospitable. You know, it's probably a polarizing statement to Indians, but, like, nobody tried to scam me there, so. Oh, for sure, dude. Like, I think those yeah. two countries are, are definitely slept on, and the reason people don't go is... Because of Fox fucking news. Uh, it's the shit. unknown. Because of Tucker Carlson. The unknown, right? Like, a lot of people, you know, whatever they see, like yeah. you said on the news, they're like, that makes up their opinion of that country. Um, where is somewhere yeah. you never go 100%. back? Machu Picchu. <laughs> did you go Did you go early in the morning or did you go during the day? Uh, Not early, early, but it was in the morning. Yeah, maybe, Phil, we can, we can talk about your experience there, too. Because, like, dude, I, I went... And like, it was, you know, it, it's not the fact that it was like cloudy that day. Like we would have waited it out, like straight up, like we just went there and we wanted some good Tinder pictures and like just to see it. Oh God, um, Come on, bro. And like, and dude, so like we're there and it's like super cloudy. And so we're like, okay, let's go. And like, you basically start at like the, the part that's above where you can take all the cool pictures. And like, we'll go around, we'll explore the ruins and whatnot. And then we'll go back up for a Tinder pictures because the, the fog will clear. Um, and so we started to walk around and it's like this one way, it's like a loop and it brings you all the way through and back to the entrance. And like, it wasn't overly a, a busy day, I'd say. Like, obviously it's gonna, there's gonna be yeah. a lot of people there, but compared to like how it could be not during COVID times, it could be like freaking packed. And like, so we just keep getting through and we're like, to the people, to the staff, they're like, hey, we didn't realize this is a one way. Can we go back? Can we go back? And they were not having it. They're like, nah, nah, keep getting through. And like, we even like, okay, so we got to a place where the entrance meets the exit and we're just like, let's just barge it. And we tried to barge it and like the dude caught us and he's like, he was not having our like tinder picture sad story and so he's like now nah, go back to the exit so we went back to the exit and there's no one in line at the entrance and the thing about machu picchu is like i probably would have bought another ticket but you buy your tickets in the town it gives you a time you go at that time so we went to the ticket thing and he's like oh it's half an hour past your time like it's half an hour there's no one in line here like 
let us get our Tinder pictures. <laughs> it was more than just that. But like, can we just go in? Like, we, we fucked up. Like, yeah. we just, we didn't realize how it works here. And we went around this loop, like, in half an hour. And they're basically like, tough shit. Get back on the bus. Go yeah, back. So, yeah. That's so annoying to hear. I feel like uh, that was one of my biggest gripes with Latin America, too. Because I was in Colombia for a while. And I felt the same way. Like, for as, and this might be like a hot take. But, like, as for as dysfunctional as those countries are, like, they're very strict about like certain things you have to follow like very strict rules about about, like appointment times and like it's what it's about that money they want to get that that return ticket right they want to get that yeah yeah. but i dude i'm like i'm like the opposite of like a travel karen like i try to find the good in any place and whatnot but like this is actually the only time i've ever wrote a google review i think i did yeah i wrote (laughs) like a Wow. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, now no one's gonna go, bro. You ruined them. Oh fuck. <laughs> nah. See you on Twitter canceled Machu Picchu. Wow, that's a headliner. <laughs> no, I I had a good experience at Machu Picchu, man. It, I we we did the wine of Picchu like climbing the big mountain as well afterwards and mm. Listen, I'd recommend... So you did the hike? Did the hike, yeah. And I really enjoyed that. It was a little dangerous. Decently dangerous. If you fell Mm. back at one point, like, you were definitely dying. There's no, like, no safety or anything. But, listen, it's... uh, it's so one of the seven wonders of the world. I know that the system controlling the 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 site may suck, but I, I thought it was still pretty cool. You were you were freshly engaged. You didn't want to fuck that up, dude. Uh, I was actually you just I had was the actually to get down on one knee, and then you're just gonna die on your fiance. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. It was actually before I I proposed. Uh, she I was thinking about doing it at Machu Picchu, and one of the guys that I talked to before was like, "Man, Machu Picchu will be super crowded, so you won't really have that like moment where you know you can take your time and you, can, mm. you know maybe w- without you know take some." pictures but without people being in the background and shit so like mm-hmm. i was happy i did it afterwards at humanity like where did you experience the least friendly locals that's a good question i'd say like the more touristy it gets like the less people give a shit about you <laughs> um um like probably i remember just like being in lisbon and it was just so touristed out that like just no one gives a shit about you like I think I think that's the case for like any pretty like touristy place in Europe. If you want to go to the Colosseum or the Eiffel Tower, it's just like you're not traveling there for the people. Not to talk shit about the people or of Italy or France. I'm sure they're lovely people, but if you're gonna go to like the fucking Eiffel Tower, like people aren't gonna fucking be like the way it is in in, in Bangladesh. Whatever I want. No, no, exactly. Yeah. People are, people, they're, they're tired of seeing tourists. Dollars, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, Least friendly. Yeah, let's just go Lisbon. Where on your travels were you the most scared? Ooh. Um, I, well, I mean, it's part of the, the story, but like... It, it's <laughs> if, it, if it covers the story, oh, wait. We'll, we'll skip it. No, you know, no, 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 never mind, never mind. Uh, whenever I was in Colombia, I had a gun pulled on me. Like, homie didn't like stick it up to my head and like rob me but he just like took it out and it, he, he wasn't even robbing me it was just like i was in the, just in the wrong place at the wrong time i'm pretty sure it was just like some kind of cartel neighborhood you know and i was just there being a small brained canadian with my gopro <laughs> and like Classic. they they did, they did not want me there and like 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 they were just were asking for like well i had to delete all the footage and they were just like asking for like my id and shit which i never i didn't bring it which you were just giving your like, username you're like it's at at Ceylon Tour. It's at Ceylon Tour, dude. Yeah, exactly. Follow, follow me on TikTok. Drink Prime. Um, 
And, and, and this kid, like, dude, this kid was like some kind of neighborhood watch or neighborhood, uh, uh, security. He was probably like 18. And I think he was just like showing off for his friends, like him and his friends all surrounded me. And then he like, he was getting mad. He took out his gun, started waving around. I'm just like, I was like, at that point I was saying like, dude, you can have all my fucking things. Like. I just want to leave. And, uh, they, dude, the thing is he took my GoPro out of my little satchel thing and I didn't think he gave it back to me. And he's like, okay, go. And like, I'm just like, okay, I split, got all like walked an hour all the way back to the Metro. And I'm thinking Fuck. like he stole my GoPro. And then I looked in my satchel and it was actually there. And like, I actually started tripping. I'm just like, wow, my brain is gone. <laughs> like, did, dude, I, mean, I would have been fucking shaking, dude. I'm surprised. I was, dude. I was shook, but it's like, you know what? Like, I'm glad it happened to me because like it just it was a, a good lesson just be like okay like dude it's you, you're not fucking dora the explorer like you can't go wherever you want in this world you know yeah it's it's, it's it's a little bit like how you were talking about earlier how you know youtube is kind of feeding some of the more raw uh you know the, the raw destination of uh, travel destinations right uh, the youtubers that are taking those chances it's almost like you have to you have to differentiate yourself a little bit by going to the more dangerous areas as a youtuber yeah oh right? dude 100 and and that's what I went on. Like, I actually, I told this story in a video and like, I, I kind of wanted to like take some responsibility as like a creator. I know I'm not a big creator, but like, I just wanted to kind of put the message out there. It's just like, Hey, if you were going to go to somewhere like on the danger side, like be more transparent about where you're going and whatnot. Because like, dude, like I was one of those kids that was like, got stoked on bald and bankrupt videos and like wanted to just go out and explore. And then like, I, I think it's something i wanted to do regardless of that but then I, I got myself caught in a situation so like you have to realize like i hate this word but influencers like regardless you want to be called an influencer or not like you have influence on people and there's going to be some kids that freshly 18 just got out of high school on a backpacking trip like hell yeah let's let's go to the barrios and like let's go explore um some cartel neighborhoods because bald does it you know so I, I, I definitely think you guys remember nolan right what's that nolan sent me you guys remember nolan Oop. right oh my god <laughs> use my promo code at the crack house to get five percent off your next order <laughs> <laughs> exactly man that's um, and that's why like dude I, I try like I'm not trying to like make like dude I think I've I've had videos that are more like dangerous but like I, I definitely think with like the way YouTube looks these days like I'm trying to avoid like going solo to Colombia's most dangerous hood like shit like that like I think you can have really cool authentic experiences without like going to the hood you know and if you want to go to the hood there's definitely people that will bring you to the hood you know like my boy my boy Timmy he like he's in Columbia right now and he just like he meets people on the street and they'll, they'll like bring him to the hood so like dude if you want to go to the hood don't just like blindly pack your backpack let's go and go to the hood like like take like Something find gosh. someone get a home yeah exactly mm. exactly all right boys let's get into top five top five so in this top five, Nolan will be giving us his five countries that will he has given his seal of approval. Oh, Very yeah. funny. No, Very I'm gonna go. It's like it's more like top destinations. I don't think oh, country oh, in general. We're gonna go top destinations. So <laughs> number one, we're gonna actually this, this, this is in no particular. <laughs> nice segue <order>. there. <laughs> um, number one, this is a place you've been to, Phil, which is 
Iquitos. Uh, it's the second largest city in the Amazon, and it's also the largest city in the world that you can't get to by car. So there's no roads that go to Iquitos. It's like half a million people. So if you want to get to Iquitos, you either have to fly or take a boat that takes like three days. Um, and it's like the gateway to get into the Amazon. So I think a lot of people will go there and they'll like just get a tour right away and then go into the Amazon. But like, I want to talk about maybe like the city itself, since it's such like a unique city, like they basically are, are living off whatever the Amazon provides. If you go to the market there, you'll find like crazy shit like I yeah. ate caiman which is like an alligator you can find shit like dolphin there you can find shit like monkey like crazy shit like that like if you want i did not eat monkey i don't think i well, you know what if, if i was in the jungle and they offered me some monkey i'd definitely eat some monkey um cancel me i don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> we've been trying it's, to do that this it's episode. food it's 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 what they eat there, you insensitive fucks. Um, but also just like the the fact, like there's so many fruits yeah. that you don't see, like also so much mystery juice that you don't see like every day, you know, like just crazy things because it's like in the middle of the Amazon, and I guess like some of these things that you just you don't find them shipped around the world because it's so isolated, man. It's just right yeah. in the middle of the Amazon. Did you eat monkey? No, nothing. Um, dude, and also since they live on the Amazon River, the water levels fluctuate so much during the the, the year. So there's floating yeah. houses, like people literally living in communities that are floating or communities on stilts that like during like high water seasons, the water is right up to their doorstep and they get out into their canoe to like go canoe to their neighbors. Like the little community we were in, their like soccer field is covered for half the year. I think the, it's, the, the it's, water fluctuates 15 meters mm-hmm. dry to wet it's, season. It's insane, dude. The Amazon is, is a beast. It's a crazy fucking river. Another good thing about Iquitos is it's actually one of the uh, best places in the world to do ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Like ayahuasca sure. capital, yeah. Did you do that? I did, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, I do. Don't, uh, d- does your boss listen to this podcast? Oh, uh, maybe. Shout out, boss. Canceled. <laughs> It's legal there, man. Hey, I was just being a law-abiding citizen. Can, did you shit your pants? Um, no, I puked. Cause, okay, yeah, yeah. Jeez, well, yeah. I've heard a lot of people will shit their pants. Um, wait, are, are, can we can we get into this? Can we dissect no, this? We, like, well, really, Connor and I like, did on the last episode, and I also had an episode out, so people must be like, Phil, shut the fuck up about ayahuasca. So let's we'll <laughs> go to your next number here. Okay, fair, fair, fair play. That's just a boys' conversation. Okay, uh, next uh, is Dhaka, Bangladesh. It's like a crazy mega city like Mumbai or Delhi but like even crazier it's I think it, it is the most crowded city in the world um, but I think there's videos. like things that yeah I think there's like a lot of things that make it more unique than like Dhaka and Delhi like do to get around there like they they have like um tuk-tuks like they call them cngs like the little things with a motor like green things i hope you know what i'm talking about um but they most of the transportation there is like a bike rickshaw rickshaw which is just like a dude with a bike with like this bench on the back and dude they're they're actually like the funnest way to get around i'm sure after a while you just be like annoyed what's that and the safest no they're (laughs) like we like no safety standards at all (laughs) 
Dude, I actually just put out a, a video last night about, like, me and, like, some homies I met, like, got on a rickshaw, and we fit four of us on this rickshaw, and then we went past a rickshaw with, like, three pretty girls, and we're, like, I'm, like, actually, like, trying to, like, holler at them and say what's up. Like, they were stoked, and, like, I was trying to get their Instagram, and, like, dude, the, the rickshaw driver was not cooperating with us at all. Like, we're just like, dude, like, slow down, like, speed up. I'm like, what are we paying you for? Like, Wait, what did you, like, hand and, your phone uh, to them as the rickshaw was moving? I was I was trying to. I had my Instagram pulled up on the screen because, like, they were like, we're like, what's your Instagram? Like, there was one moment we, we were beside each other. I could shake their hand and have, like, a little conversation. And then we pulled ahead. Um, and then I got my Insta out and they couldn't read it. And like, and then probably like a minute later, we went different directions Damn. and like, it it was, yeah, it was, it was hard. I don't know if like, you know, like there's like videos on like TikTok, like find this person, you know, I don't think I'm going to do that, but imagine like, I definitely could, yeah. could do that. Dude, that like, could have been your wife, uh, bro. You just let her get away. I, yeah, I was going to say that that's like my Bangladeshi wow. wife, but <laughs> yeah, it's on YouTube. Um, Let's let's move on. Uh, third is Manala, and this is a little town in the north of India in Himachal Pradesh. Um, they it's it's actually a good place for weed tourism. Uh, they have like this thing called Malana hash, and it's just like their own special kind of hash. And a lot of people there go to smoke it. They say it's like the best hash in the world, but the the lore the mythology behind Milana is they believe they're descendants of Alexander the Great you know like how Alexander the Great's empire made it all the way to Pakistan but these people believe they made it all the way to the north of India Shit. and they believe they're like descendants of Alexander the Great's army so like dude this this neighborhood is like hard or like yeah it's hard to get to the it's great like, you gotta definitely dude Alexander the Great was smoking smoke that hash bro. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that guy was fried. Probably like he, that guy. That guy died fried. Doing hot knives in his fucking mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, sword yeah, it's Kush. Hard to get to it's like. That's great. He's got like the blood of infidels on his fucking sword. He's like doing hot knives and shit. Holy shit! Okay, do you guys want to be educated? Or... <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm content being small brain, bro. Just let me live in peace. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, yeah. So, dude, we had to like we we were on motorcycles and we had to like do this dirt road that goes along a mountain, and then we had to like park it on the other side of the hill and go like climb a mountain up to this little ass community. And basically, since they believe they're descendants of Alexander the Great, they believe that any kind of outsider, whether it be Indian or foreigner, are inferior or like they're they're dirty or something like that. So like you can't touch anything there. So like say you go to pay for something, you have to put your money down. They'll put the thing down and you pick it up. And then there's signs that say like, oh, if you touch this building, it's like a, a $75 fine which is it's interesting to me because it's like there's no police there they're kind of like self-ran self-governed governed oh also they claim to be the first democracy in the world um so it's just like okay so say if i touch this building and i get caught like what are the repercussions like do, like it, it could it could be weird you know like, it's like citizens know. Arrest shit. maybe 
Video Maybe that's your next small range vlog, Con. <laughs> Dude, if you're flying to Delhi not too long, you definitely could go. Isn't it in the mountains though? I feel like it's gonna be like chilly up there. It would, it would be, it would be, it would take a while to get to, but it's, it's very interesting. Mm. It's like near Kush. Uh, now, don't quote me. Just look it up. It's called Milana. Okay. <laughs> or no, Milana, Manala. Either one, one of the, the two, three. Manala or Ma- I think Manala, Milana. Is it Manila? Look them both up. I'm, I'm, no, it's not Manila. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Manila, but yeah, but it's it's not too hard to find if you look up like Alexander the Great Indian Town mm. or, or something like that. It was one of the most interesting places I've ever been mm. to. Um, the next one has a lot of like it's similar with like all this like lore and mythology behind it. It's a town called Zanil in Guatemala. Um, and they have this church there. It's the church of San Simon, who is like a patron saint of Guatemala, but he's like an evil saint. I don't know. I got canceled for not canceled, but I got backlash for saying he was evil. But like the mythology around him would be like, oh, like the sailors would go out to sea and he would say like, oh, I'll take care of the, the neighborhood women. But he would just like fuck their wives. Or some Classic. shit, and like he's also like the saint of like God, drinking and like smoking boy. weed. Hey. Yeah, no, Guatemalan <laughs> fuckboy, like my Guatemalan spirit animal. <laughs> um, so like, so you'll go to this this church, right? And even dude, the town itself is just crazy. It's like this tiny little town with this cemetery in the middle, full of like different colored like tombstones, and then like you're surrounded by volcanoes. And it's just this crazy ass setting. And then you, you find this little tiny church with this man, this, this doll, life-size doll sitting in a throne. And you there, you can buy little things of alcohol or cigarettes. And there's these people like all around San Simon. And I guess maybe he forgives their sins for like wrongdoings or whatnot, since he's like the patron saint of evil. Don't quote me on this. This is just what I saw. And they're there and they're like on their knees. They're praying to him. And then homie like lights up a cigarette and they put it in his mouth. And like, dude, this. (laughs) Yeah. And then also his mouth has a little hole in it. So like you can go and take your bottle of tequila, like tilt him down and like feed this dude tequila. No. (laughs) My, My homie was saying, okay, this is actually hilarious. Like. There's also a video on this on my YouTube channel if you want to go digging. But like my homie Josh was saying, like, what if it's this guy is like that one dude from Night at the Museum, and he when he wakes up, he's just pinned off his ass, <laughs> just one big cough. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, just gets up and fucking Ralphs. <laughs> that's interesting yeah dude that that shit was one of the craziest things i've I've ever saw um there's well there's two in in guatemala there's two san 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 simon churches one of them the one i went to is like not really close to anywhere touristy but there's also one on lake atatlan which is like a tourist area that you could just get like a water taxi to so like yeah, I encourage anyone if they go to Guatemala look look that place up because it's it's actually like a cultural phenomenon. You'll get quite culture shock and mm-hmm. look into the mythology behind San Simon. It's definitely interesting. Okay, uh, lastly on my list um, is a place called Garbage City in uh, Egypt, um, <laughs> and basically, yeah. Um, so it's it's a Christian neighborhood uh, in Cairo. And they basically like took it, their responsibility or their, their way of making money is going around the city and collecting 
um, all the garbage from the different neighborhoods because there's not like proper waste management. And so they bring it to this, this basically this whole city and that's where they do like all the processing. Um, and it, it's such a crazy process to see, like literally they'll take the organic waste and they have a bunch of pigs there and they'll feed it to pigs. And then they have all these compressor machines for like recycling and whatnot. And it's really cool that like, dude, I literally had to go to fucking Egypt to learn about like sustainability and uh, garbage and waste management and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's a really cool like case study if anyone like wants to do research on like how to properly like waste management within a community. It's it's dope. But one of the other cool things I went did there was dude throughout this whole community they have all these pigeon towers which is like this crazy tower like on top of a 10-story building and it, it's it's just a wooden structure that's maybe like three or four stories high and you get to the top of them and it's full of like pigeon cages cages right is Mike Tyson and basically there? what they do what's that is mike tyson there dude <laughs> i think mike Dude, that's the thing. I think Mike Tyson needs to go here, dude. Like, he would love it because they do... I don't know if he would approve, you know? Like, dude, there's a lot of... So, like, basically they do pigeon races and they bet on pigeon races. So, like, dude, this dude let his... I mean, I mean... They let his pigeon out. And this dude was a pigeon trainer just, like, watching his pigeons, like, circle around the pigeon tower. And he was telling me about how, like, yeah, this not my pigeon, like this other guy's pigeon, like kept coming over to my thing. And like, I'm like, I'm not giving him back. So he cut his wings off and he's like, well, at least like I can use him to mate. So like Mike Tyson wouldn't approve about that. But like, dude, the dudes were telling me about like the pigeon turf war that like happens there. Like they actually get in fights because like they'll steal each other's pigeons and cut their wings off. But it's like, what the fuck do you expect? Like if you let a pigeon out of its cage, it might land on someone else's like tower and like chill with their pigeons. Like, but they take it fucking seriously. Like apparently like it's it's a business, you know, like. That's some of the weirdest shit I've ever heard. That's awesome. Oh, dude. Well, I, got, I have a video on it if you want to check it out, but it was it was fucking weird, dude. <laughs> well, not weird. It was really, really cool. One of the most neato things I've ever, ever, ever seen. And it'd be cool to actually like see like some pigeon betting. You know, I went to a cockfight where people bet on cockfights. So I think it's in the same vein, but uh, the pigeons don't have to die. <laughs> Jesus, the that's yeah. such an <laughs> obscure like subculture. How did it? Um, oh, full, how did it dude. smell in Garbage Town? I was gonna say, does it get your seal of approval um, for best smelling city? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, dude. It was. It was definitely like obviously it's gonna smell bad. But you, one of the things that surprised me is just like there's a well. You probably could assume this, but there's like a lot of like dead rats, like um, that got run, ran over by cars. Like I didn't see too many alive, but place. you just see like your <laughs> your. You walk Not only does it smell like shit, see, like, there might be a new fucking rat yeah. fucking uh, pandemic the, yeah, here all because the rats of this place. You see are like, all the rats you see are squished. Jesus and also, like, whenever Christ. I went there alone, I, some dude threatened me with, like, a piece of metal. God damn. But then I went there with a local, and, like, he was he was chilling. No, and I imagine you're, like, um, writing your own guidebook with, like, all these, like, fucked up destinations. Like, yeah, here's how to, like, get mugged in Colombia and, like... Witness a fucking oh. pigeon race in Egypt, like see a dead rat pyramid in fucking Egypt. This shit needs to like come with like a warning label on it. Yeah, like don't listen to me. That's what I was trying to say. Like whenever it comes to YouTubers going to like dangerous places, like take take responsibility. I don't think I don't think any. Let me look around this list. Yeah, none of these places I've I've mentioned were dangerous places. I'd say 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, except if you touch something in Melnatala. If you go to somewhere and you touch something since you were inferior to Alexander the Great's army, don't go and touch things in Manala, then you might have trouble. But besides that, you're gloves. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know if you can, dude. So, so we should maybe, since none of those are dangerous, we should maybe talk about your story, because apparently that was a little dangerous, right? So let's go talk about Iraq. Story time. Yeah, okay, so, uh, story time. I guess me and Connor can go a little back and forth on yeah, this one. Yeah, I'm not sure what um, you guys want to do, but you can kind of just... Wait, I, I, would like to, I would like to start it, because I remember we were just, like, walking around one day, as we do, just fucking around, and... It was our first full day there. Yeah, yeah, and we're just meeting people as we do, you know. I think we were, like, looking for an ATM, but it was Friday, so everything was closed, and we were asking people like, where to get an ATM, but... Um, we ended up not spending any money that day. Um, no one allowed us. Actually, all the ATMs were closed, oddly enough, like on the holy day. What, I don't know why they don't work. But anyways, Friday. we met this. Yeah, yeah. Friday, they just everything shuts down, like everything. So we meet this guy and you'll see in my video, like, because I, I think I was recording this whole interaction. Like we're meeting this guy and yeah. no one's like, so we're meeting guy A and then no one's like, hey, like, you know, I'm from Canada, blah, blah, blah. And then like out of nowhere, this guy comes up, doesn't say hello, doesn't say where are you from, doesn't say nice to meet you he's just like he goes i am u.s military officer i work with generals i work in the military i work at the embassy i am politician and then we're like wow wow just being super naive and like idiots basically and and nolan dude i wanted to bring this up because in the video no one says oh you're a politician we will promote you (laughs) so that just remember that remember that detail later in the story just throwing some blame here already yeah, um, I don't think, like, any, like, red flags were raised exactly from the start. Like, dude, this guy was prim and proper. Like, he had, like, false white teeth, like, full military haircut, like, had probably, like, really, like, expensive clothes. And, like, dude, he had several phones that he never put in his pocket. Like, he was always, like, walking around with, like, two or three phones in his hand, which was, like... Really and he said sad. he had, like, six phone numbers also. Yeah, dude, there there's a string of lies that we are about to unfold here. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we, we get his contact information and he's like, come meet with me. We're going to go to Saddam Hussein's palace. So we meet up with him and like right away, he's just like, okay, boys, you're going to need some suits. I'm going to deck you out. And we're like, we don't got any money for suits. Wait, he's like, no, nah, don't worry. Money today. Before, gonna, I'm going to pay. Before he did that, though, he like took us like on the way to get the suits. He took us to his girlfriend's shop where she mm. like ran this lingerie store and he gave her mm. like a stack of cash. I don't know yeah. how much it was in Iraqi, but like it must have been at least a few hundred dollars, yeah. maybe a couple thousand bucks. But he just handed her this fat stack and apparently that was his girlfriend. But who knows? I mean, based on some of the things he said later, like he could be involved in sex trafficking. I don't know. Like we don't know how this guy is like so wealthy. But yeah, he took us to the suit shop. He bought us each like $200 suits, brand new shoes, socks, ties, tailor-made suits. And they, they look and, like awesome. So, so yeah, yeah. while while we were in getting suits, like it, it evolved from like, oh, we're going to go to Saddam Hussein's palace to like, okay, we're going to go to the U.S. embassy and meet the U.S. ambassador. And there is potential to meet the prime minister. And like he was just <laughs> kept going off about and like, dude, me and Connor were just like, fuck, yeah, we struck YouTube yeah. gold, like clickbait. I met the Iraqi prime minister. Like, dude, our heads were in the fucking clouds. Um, so, yeah. Sounds too good to be true. Promises. Yeah. And then, okay, so the first red flag was like, 
we were we were talking to this guy on the street like he was super nice like just wanted to know what we were doing and like we we got his contact information because we were like hey we'll go for tea for sometime like something super safe just like tea on the streets like and we'll, we'll talk about life like whatnot and then we get back in the cab with Ahmed and Ahmed just starts fucking tearing us a new one he's like don't talk to strangers. They could be ISIS. They could be terrorists. Just like I'm an Iraqi US or I'm an Iraqi officer. I'm a US citizen. I know how it is here. No, I think it, verbatim like, he was like, I know everything that happens here. Like he was yeah, very he was like, I like know egotistical. That happens in the streets. And then I kind of called him out and I was like, well, Ahmed, isn't that exactly what we're doing right now? Like we're following you, a stranger like that we met in the streets, like going into a cab with you. Like that's kind of hypocritical, man. He's like, no, like I'm officer. I'm you like I work for the embassy. He's like, you can trust me. And I'm like, dude, those are just words. Like, I don't know these things like that guy could tell me whatever the fuck he wants. They're just words, you know? Um, and dude, at this point, like I had my phone and I gave my phone to Connor. I'm like, yo, I'm going to ask this guy for credentials. Like I'm going to ask for his like American passport. And I was like, hell like, no, dude. dude, no, don't do that. We're going to get us killed, dude. Like, Let's still like, record your last video, bro. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so dude, but by that time, like I was like, I was kind of skeptical because like, he told me he spent eight years in Milwaukee and I asked him about the Bucks and like he didn't really have like any solid answer about the Bucks. Also, he was asking us also, like really okay. basic questions about American culture, like yeah, how it is to date okay, so, and like stuff like that. Where yeah, I'm just like, okay, if so you, this was the weird thing. What's the beer and, like, culture feel like? Free to, feel free to yeah. cut this out if it gets, if it gets too graphic. Um, but like he was, so like he lived in the US and he must know like a little bit about US hookup culture and like he was asking about girls we dated and he's like so when you fuck girls like did you fuck her in her asshole or in her boozy and then and then no he first was, first he just like, asked if we had sex he's like oh have you like have you ever had sex or like have you and then he's just yeah it's normal and, things that guys like, ask each other right <laughs> Yeah, right. Just walking you with strangers like, you just met on the street. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he would, so like we'd say like, oh, I dated a girl, and yeah, of course. And like he's like, so just one time, like you just only had sex with her one time, and I'm like, we we fornicated multiple instances, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. Uh, and his mind was blown. Like, wow. Embassy yeah, his mind employees do like, right. And yeah, <laughs> like we were just like talking about like super casual, like nothing super explicit, but just casual dating shit, and he's like wow I'm like dude like it, it doesn't sound like you really know u.s culture like do you ever watch friends <laughs> yeah i gotta be honest that was when i didn't i didn't find that sus i just i feel like i'm like very trusting and, and it was that and then the stuff in the car where he was getting like really possessive over us where like i've looked back over mm -hmm. the footage and i was like actually like this guy's kind of fucking weird also he like yeah he made a comment like when they picked us up so like he gave us the suits right and then he's like no i'm gonna send them to a dry cleaner we're gonna get them pressed and laundered and they're going to be perfect and he was very specific he's like i want you guys to shower and shave and like do your hair and like look really nice it was like yeah weird. it was like some weird like pimp shit and then he drove yeah, over dude. and he like it made me feel dirty you guys he, like, hired ass. he what hey, you guys were like a piece of ass for him dude i felt i said i felt like an expensive hooker like so he fucking he sent over a taxi like with our laundered suits and then he like sent him up to our room so he knew he knows where we stay like he knows where we live and then he's like texting me like every five minutes like are you ready are you ready like my driver's ready for you like please change faster and i'm i think it's it might be a nolan's video where i'm like trying to do my tie and i'm like fuck he's texting me he's blowing up my phone like we have to go now 
Because I thought it was an emergency, like we're going to meet the fucking Iraqi prime minister and then we get in the car and like we're just like walking around and then we just go to a fucking mall. And he said it was like Saddam's palace wait, and wait, it's just a mall. Like, okay, wait, we got we to gotta backtrack there. We got to backtrack there. Um, okay, so we, we get in the car with him and we meet him in his neighborhood, like just down his street. And like he's trying to say like all the military and police security there because it was a nicer neighborhood were his like he he was saying like these are my personal security guards like that watch over my place but he just lived in a in an apartment complex like nothing crazy also he told us at one point he lived in the green zone which is the the zone for like diplomats and whatnot but like we weren't in the green zone we were still in Cadrada. Um, and yeah, he was trying to claim like he had all these guards and shit and whatnot, but he just lived in an apartment and then we got in with his like personal driver and we were driving around and like, it was super casual. People were just like out the window, like, like we've been doing all week. We're just like, Oh, Hey bro. Like, thanks for coming to Iraq. Like, good to see you. Good to see tourists. And still he was like, don't fucking talk to those people. You don't know how it is. They have guns. They could shoot you. It was fucking weird, dude. Yeah. And like, he also I told to me call him out on that point. Like, yeah. He, in my video, I was like, Ahmed, what would happen if I continue waving at people? And he's like, he's like, don't ask. Just shut up. Like very sternly. Like, like daddy oh, yeah. just slapped the kid. The I was like, Jesus. It was all right, bro. Like, goddamn. Like, yeah. Dude, yeah, he just mad, wanted bro. us all to himself. So. So we roll up to Saddam's palace, right? Oh, wait, wait. And Before we, I want to throw something in also. Like, something that I didn't notice at the time, but I was re-watching the footage, which was really fucked up, is, I don't know if you remember this, Nolan, but, like, we were driving by uh, his neighborhood, and he, like, looked out the window, and he, like, waves to some, like, he said, he's like, oh, yeah, the, 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 there's this little girl here. He's like, do you want the girl? Like, do you want little girls? And I was like, what? What? I think you said you were like, wait, what are you talking about? But I didn't even register at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, there was so much happening, and I rewatched the footage, and I'm like, holy fuck like is this guy like a pimp or like this uh i don't know he was like a really yeah, shady guy fuck it's like yeah that's vibes. fucking weird i think you sent that back to me it was weird um okay so yeah we're at saddam's palace and it's just like a shopping mall and like he's just like and at the one point in the cab connor you're like oh what are um the the suits for and whatnot and he's just like oh i just want you to look good you know i i knew you guys would want to look good and i'm like Ahmed, i don't want to look good like i i don't like fucking suits i think this yeah. this shit makes me uncomfortable and then he was saying like dude the reason why we waited so long is like he was saying like oh saddam's palace opens at 10 I'm like what what that makes no sense and it's like we get in here and it's like restaurants and shopping malls and stores and i'm like i looked it up like this has been open all day what do you mean saddam's palace opens at 10 and there was like a fucking bowling alley there and i think maybe one of the buildings close to there was one of saddam's palaces because like he had like 18 palaces but dude you're not in right mind if you're like calling this fucking shopping center Saddam Hussein's palace like he was making promises like oh we're actually gonna go to one of Saddam's like old palaces and you'll actually be able to see like stuff that Saddam had and it was just like we got there and he's just like oh I just got these suits for you so you should could look nice you know so that you could get by security but like dude we got in there and there's people with fucking track pants like there's people <laughs> like casually dressed like yeah I'm sure you couldn't wear like shorts or something there but like it was hella casual 
And like we're there walking around in our fucking suits. Yeah. Like and white guys like, already. Felt, like we already stand out, like tall white guys. And then also we're wearing these yeah. suits. It just felt like we were being paraded around. And he like Achman was like very proudly kind of like strutting around, like, yeah, like these are my American friends. Like, look at me, you know? It just is very bizarre. Very, very bizarre, man. That's where I was like, yeah. wait, what the fuck is uh, going on? Yeah. And so like at that Red point, flags. I'm just like, okay, like yeah. we're we're not gonna see the real Saddam's files. We're not gonna see, we're not gonna go to the embassy, we're not seeing the ambassador or the prime minister like what the hell is going on here and we leave Saddam's palace and he pulls over on the side of the road and that's when we met Haji Hatem. Classic Haji Hatem. <laughs> the, de- the, de- the deputy finance minister of Iraq who apparently lives down a dark alley. So, <laughs> and dude, at that, at that point, like, like small brained American was like super bad. <laughs> like, like, you were down to fall down a dark alley. Like, I, I was ready to be like, yo, Ahmed, what the fuck are we doing? Like, straight up, like, where are we going? Like, we're meeting a finance minister yeah. down this alley like i was straight up like looking at the the sides of the alley like hey what can i hop like what how in can your I get suit out of and like loafers you're like about to fucking full to. sprint <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, dude, and he said this this line it's in both of our, our videos where he's like do not smile this is an important guy like just stand there shake his hand like yeah act he chill. told us he was like and, a finance minister for saddam hussein for 37 years which like at the time yeah, i was like dude we could not find at the time i was like oh it's amazing wow he's like this big important guy like political like federal or not federal but like national figurehead and then I thought about it later, like as I piece it together, like afterwards. And I was like, wait, if he worked for Saddam, that means like they would have killed him. You know what I mean? Like they didn't let yeah. people survive. Well, so, think, right? Yeah. But at the yeah. time, it was just like, oh, wow, we have these suits. Like, I don't know. I was just like full on like starstruck. I was like, cool, we're going to meet a politician. So we like walk down this alley and um, then he knocks on the door and says some words to these kids inside. And then. I think I hypothesized that was when he was like getting everything ready because like I feel like we're walking into like a staged environment where this guy's praying. Yeah. He just happens to be praying when we walk in. This very pious guy. And Ahmed even says, he's like, oh yeah, he's a really good guy. Look, he's praying to Allah, like very pious. You know? um, and then, but we look, we looked at the timestamps of our like photos and then like you can see like there's spe- specific times that you have to pray every day. And like, this was not one of the the times like you were supposed to be praying in, in Islam, you know? Um, but also I think this is one of the reasons why Saddam Hussein's palace coincidentally opened at 10 at night was it just, it was convenient for the finance minister, Haji Hatem for like us to come over to his place. Like this is all speculation, but it was super sus because Dude, we got in there. We had like two seconds of small talk. They put down some like tea and snacks and whatnot. And like we had one bite, one sip of tea. And then Ahmed's like, all right, it's time to go. But first, like, let's take photos. And like, dude, we're taking photos with the finance minister. And like Ahmed, this is the first time Ahmed takes out his phone and starts taking pictures. Like the whole time he wasn't taking any other pictures with us. But we're with the finance minister and it's like we're with his family and it's like time to take pictures. And he's saying like, oh, like, say he's a nice guy. And I'm like, yeah, he's a nice guy. He's like, no, 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 no. Say it again. But this time say like Haji Hatam, like finance minister. He's a nice guy. Talk about his family. And I'm just there. And it's like in Connor's video. My fucking message like, right now. Connor, yeah, got yeah. Me to, Connor got him to send the, these clips over. But I'm like, yeah, we're here with Haji Hatam. He's a nice guy. Nice family. Like yeah. beautiful. And then, and then Ahmed, and Ahmed like goes, uh, what about his sons? 
And then Nolan, he's like standing like all nobly. He's like, amazing sons. Just like so like cheery and like just a proud propagandist. Like It was full fucking propaganda. And like if that wasn't propaganda, like we were clearly used to just like look good. Because like, dude, this dude was doing his rounds today. Like maybe he gave Haji Hotham some money that day. But like the next thing that happened was we went to a mosque. And he met up with someone there and he gave him six grand US. Yeah. And like the dude Benjamins, was like, bro. dude, this is not enough money. Yeah. And then like maybe like it, it would have went down differently if like we weren't there, you know, like his, his, the, the American investors he was showing around. Um, yeah. So also while we were there, this was like the time of, like I was getting really annoyed. I wanted to go home. I was over it. And like he kept saying like everyone who came up to us, he was like, don't talk to them. And this Afghani kid came up and talked to us. He was a refugee. He worked for the special forces when the Taliban took over. So he's literally escaping Taliban because the Taliban would kill him since he was part of the special forces. And we were talking about this. And like Ahmed just like starts making fun of him. He's like, you are Iraqi? And he's just like, your country was taken over by Taliban. And like the kid at one point was like, oh, he's joking. And he's like, no, I don't make joke. Like, and this, they got into this confrontation and Ahmed was like, oh, where's your visa? Like, he's like, no, like I'm here with like the, the UN, like gave him permission. Yeah, he said like, he worked with the uh, Afghani military. So when the Taliban took over, like they were after him, like they were, they were going to kill him. So he's, yeah, he's like a fully yeah. a refugee, like he, a... Yeah, I've seen this video, and was it, and then Ahmed all of a sudden became became a police officer or something? Yes, yes, yeah, you noticed that, bro. Fan, uh, he added that. that to his resume. Also, he told us he was what like he owned a, like an airline and he owned like all these businesses. It's just like at the end of the night, I was like, I feel like he told us like seventeen job descriptions. Like he probably has the most fucked Wait, up resume. No, not, <laughs> so yeah, he was getting to this confrontation with the Iraqi kid about his visa and shit, and then we were on our way out, and some kids were talking to us and he was like don't talk to these kids like they're saying disgusting things about your families and like it's just kids are make jokes and shit and then like I, I was over it like he brought us to some food and then he dropped us off and like that's whenever like I, it's in both of our videos like I went on a rant about like how like oh I feel dirty in these suits like I just felt like I was paraded around to like be like to just be shown off or used for propaganda or, or whatnot. Like we still don't know exactly who he is or what the objective was, but it wasn't like welcome to Iraq. Let me show you like how great Iraq is. It was and it, it was good that like we uploaded these videos and like I thought there might be some backlash. People would be like, "Wow, this guy like bought you nice things and you're here shitting on them." But like. <laughs> Every single fucking soul like agreed with us like this guy is sus. This is the definition of sus. If you guys want to watch a video with like a pathological liar and know what the definition of sus is, like watch this video. And so like the next day and the the days following, me and Connor are starting to put it together how like dude, like I think we might have been like used for something like even bigger like with the Haji Hatem thing, like the finance minister going to his house and like 
saying all these things on camera. Like, I think there was some alternative motives here. And we, we started to spook ourselves out. Yeah, and actually, like, I, had a, I have uh, my head, girlfriend like, uh, actually lives in D.C. And she told me, like, she has people in, in Washington that she knows. And so she asked around. She knows people at the embassy, the U.S. Embassy, which Ahmed, you know, told me he worked at. And actually, in the end of my video, I ask, I call Ahmed on the phone. And I ask him, like, hey, man, what's your last name? Like, we're going to look you up. And he very begrudgingly told me, he's like, oh, yeah, it's Ahmed, such and such. And and I was like, oh, yeah. And what's the phone number you use to register your identity? I was asking him like very pointed questions. I was like, what's the phone number you use to register yourself with the embassy? Because like you should be in the database. And then he told me and I looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, you're not in there. Like you don't work at the embassy. And he, he got very defensive. So we actually did some digging later. And we're like, oh, yeah, you don't work at the embassy. Like you're not who you say you are. Like, how the fuck did you get this money? And I even asked him, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Haji Hatem like running for office. Are you going to use these photos for like his political campaign? And I don't know if he fully understand the uh, understood the question, but he did say he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He just kind of agreed, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you let's just let's just. Yeah, let's just end it off by by saying like we still don't know exactly what happened. It was You're definitely sus, but like yeah, yeah. But the but the more like the more we have like people watch the video. I'm not trying to be like a fucking shameless plug. Like like there's a video on Connor's page and there's a video on my page. Like the more like it, people have been commenting and like clarifying. Like we don't know definitively, but this guy was sus. Like. There's theories like, yeah, he was just trying to look good or like he's fucking part of like the, uh, Iranian uh, militia. the, car, the mob. Yeah, the militia or so, some shit like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we, we don't have answers. Let's just leave it off. Yeah, this was very sus. It was the most sus experience of my life. But also, OK, like, let me just say, like, I don't want this to affect like your opinion on Iraq like I think this could have happened in any country like no matter where you go like keep your guards up I think it's kind of easy to tell when someone's like a pathological liar like don't trust anyone like go out for tea with people with people first like don't the first time you meet someone go buy $300 suits <laughs> and get promised to meet the the prime that's minister that's a travel hack Phil there you go that, that's, that's a travel that's, hack voice that's probably I, I just think yeah, it was crazy that they one. thought that you guys were investors yeah no Seal even said <laughs> yeah, in the cab he even said it in the cab he's like I'm a like a skater street rat like I don't feel comfortable in this suit at all <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was bombed, dude. I was like, oh, man, like, unless I need to wear this, I don't want to wear this. Like, this is not my shit. Like, we are standing out as a sore thumb. We ended up yeah. just leaving and the listen, suits I in, a, in a fucking shoebox in uh, in the hotel room. Like, we literally couldn't yep. get rid of them, so. Yeah, no, but I, I didn't want to wear it. I would have felt dirty if I wore it back yeah. here. Yeah, like, like listen, boys, I, I watched the videos, and I was, like, like really sucked into the story because you clearly know that there's something wrong going on. Like, even you guys were talking about, like, when uh, Ahmed was talking to the fucking uh, Afghani kid, the, the refugee, mm -hmm. and he was, he mentioned, he's like, uh, like, or he was testing him, saying, like, oh, like, you, you say bad things about Iraq, like, I'm a police officer, good luck, you're lucky I don't have my gun because I would shoot you. And I was just like, yeah. oh, mm -hmm. fuck. Wow. Well, it was also they're, very they're, telling that, like, in the beginning of the video, he's like, don't trust anyone. Iraq is so dangerous. It's so bad. You know, these kids are talking to us. He's like, don't talk to these oh, kids. And then the Afghani kid's like, oh, yeah, Iraq's dangerous. And then he's like, no, it's not. It's much better now. Like, he just wanted his narrative, whatever he was saying he, to be He the would truth. say whatever he could say to support his narrative. Like, he was back and forth on a bunch of things like that. But, like, dude, we could talk about, speculate over this shit for, like, hours. And me and Connor have. Me and Connor. Yeah 
kind of went back and forth speculating. So like, I, I would just say like, yeah, go watch the video and de- determine for yourself and maybe one day we'll have a conclusion. Yeah. Fuck. So th- this is going to be like a serial <laughs> fucking podcast. I think like people are going to like dig into this guy. Oh. Who, who is he actually? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, right. Follow the money. <laughs> We're going to be on Netflix one day. <laughs> investigative journalists this is a free story so just saying reach out to your boy seal or fucking small brained american for uh for the, for the story so but anyways boys this was a lot of fun uh thanks so much for coming on and sharing oh, yeah. your awesome story this was this was a i just feel like people have to watch the video i feel like you watch the video and you just it puts it all into perspective you know yeah. it's one thing to explain it but to actually see it to see the guy and his demeanor and the way that he treats people it just really uh it really hits home. It's it, yeah. something wrong with this guy. I was and, really uh, grateful. Still, you, yeah, sorry to interrupt. I was gonna say I was really grateful that we recorded because if we didn't, like, this would be such a weird and like unbelie- unbelievable story to tell people. It's like I got mm-hmm. used for Iraqi propaganda. They'd be like, Nah, 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 nah. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and not to say shameless plug, but also to shameless plug, like probably everything I talked about today is also like a video on my YouTube. So. Yeah, I, 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 there's there's some cool things you can check out there. <laughs> yeah, so go check out their pages. Thanks a lot for coming on, boys. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, boss. Thanks, buddy. Peace. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Two Beers Till Takeoff. Do you want free additional content or just to stay connected with the show? Then give us a follow on our social media platform. That means TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. Are you in need of podcast production services, video editing, or anything in between? Then look no further than Strut Sound Productions, the official producer of the Two Beers Till Takeoff off podcast music produced by alex gagne check out his work in our show notes voiceover done by viking leo k see you next week on two beers till takeoff